everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football Podcast brought to you in association with Ladbrokes. I'm Aaron Flanagan back in the hot seat once again and this week we're joined by Mark Jones, Mirror Football Writer. How are you doing Mark? I'm good mate, yeah. Um, back in back in on a nice uh, swap deal and um, looking forward to this one. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, uh, almost as high profile swap as uh, Sanchez Mkhitaryan. I'd say more to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're high profile. Uh, also joining us in the room is Alex Apati from Labrox. How are you doing, Alex? I'm good, thanks. Good to be back again. We never ask you how you are, but James just got in there first. So. Yeah, yeah. It's good no. to know you're well. Yeah, I, I, I am well. I am. I, well. I mean, I, I could be dying here, but nobody. Would... I always sort of presume you're well. You're quite, quite, you're quite a jolly human being, aren't you? Yeah, no, I mean, it's just for the microphone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm miserable when there's. Let's, let's, let's not tell him that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's all an act. It's all an act. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the football um, that we haven't even started on yet. The football. Uh, it is the final week of the January transfer window. Uh, yeah, there yeah. are still potentially plenty of big offers, uh, big deals to go through. Um, the biggest ones appear to be to have been, been done with Coutinho going to Barcelona. Obviously, Sanchez and Mkhitaryan swap deal, but there's still plenty of stuff in the news. So. Um, Kind of the first half of this show is going to be all about the January transfer window and the deals that we think could be done. We'll start with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who is obviously linked with Arsenal. Um, seems to be the one big one that, from my perspective, looks like it's probably going to go through. Um, is he what Arsenal need? Alex, I'll come to you first, actually, with this one, because I know you're an Arsenal fan. Are you, are you excited by the, uh, the, the prospect of Aubameyang? Yeah, I think... Yeah. As I said last week, any big signing for a, for for your club is it's exciting, you know. It's, it it does seem a little rushed and a little bit panicky, given that six months ago we weren't linked with Aubameyang. Let's let's be honest, nor were we linked with Mkhitaryan. But to bring someone in in January, halfway through the season, yeah, it, it seems quite exciting. Mark, would you like to see Aubameyang in the Premier League? Um, yes, I would. Uh, whether or not whether or not Arsenal's the right move for him at this time, I'm not too sure. I think. Um, Alex referred to it there in terms of there's a slight panicky element to it, and I just look at it and I think, where's you know how how is it going to work with Lacazette because they've spent a lot of money on him in the summer, um, he's not perhaps kicked on as people had hoped he would. Um, Yang, as we know, is a very direct, very pacey striker, um, fantastic player, obviously, and someone who'll do a good job for them. But I, ju- I just look at it in terms of I have, there's a lot of pieces there that, that Wenger needs to fit together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was interesting watching Lacazette against Chelsea um, on. Wednesday night um, in the Carabao Cup game, um, he struggled. I, I really felt like Lacazette struggled. I, mm. I know Arsenal went on to win the game, and I thought Arsenal were good. I thought they showed a lot of grit, determination, character. But um, Lacazette just kind of seems like a, a, a loose piece at the moment. Did do, do you get that vibe? I, I do. Um, I'm always willing to put it down to a bit of first season syndrome. Let him, you know, settle into English football for for a while. I think. I think he's he's on round about ten goals this season, which okay, it's not it's not amazing. Num- they're not amazing numbers, but I mean, you look at the likes of Morata as well, even Lukaku to a certain extent, who have yeah. come in. No new strikers really set the league alight. I think I think the arrival of Mkhitaryan more so than the arrival potential arrival of Aubameyang could bring the best out of Lacazette. Again, we spoke last week about the the idea of Ozil and uh, Mkhitaryan playing yeah. just behind Lacazette. Could massively help him, I think. Certainly yeah. later on in this season, and definitely next season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, Mark, from your perspective, is Aubameyang kind of what Arsenal need at the moment? Obviously, because um, it, obviously Lacazette scored a few. Mm. Um, it, is that what's made, they may be missing? They may be missing. I think the thing with a few more goals. The thing with Lacazette is, is you look at him, and, and he's obviously a fantastic sort of. Uh, 
striker in, in a lot of different elements, but you're not quite certain about his what his best qualities are. But you can, you can look at Aubameyang and go, yeah, he's quick, he's direct, he's obviously big and strong. Lacazette just seems to be good at a lot of things, but not necessarily great at any of them. And he's he's um, probably the one who who you would be more the, the most under pressure from from Aubameyang's arrival because I don't think at any point Arsene Wenger would have sat there and dreamed up some great tactical plan with the two of them playing together. So. Um, your question about Bamiyang, I, I, yeah, I think I think it's it's it would be a great signing. It is a great signing, but the only the only thing is is, is Lacazette's there. Um, and if all of a sudden you know you, you're left with an unhappy player or or whatever like that, um, but I'm not, yeah, I, th- I think he, obviously he's, he's a great player, and, and um, Arsenal need great players because they've just sold one of them. So yeah, absolutely, um, Aubameyang, the fee it looks like it'll be about sixty million. That's about what Dortmund have said that they they won. Is that a bargain? To me, that looks like a bargain. When you can, when you compare it to the amount of money that obviously Philip Coutinho went for, yeah. Neymar um, obviously last summer for two hundred million. Uh, but you look at Aubameyang, and it was only last year where people were saying he is world class. He's one of the best strikers in the world. Like Real Madrid were I mean, at one point, it seemed like they were definitely going to sign him. Mm, yeah, some, uh, but I mean, sixty million is a bit of a bargain. Some huge clubs were linked with him in last summer and in transfer windows gone by. I also think. From an Arsenal perspective, okay, so let's say we, so we bring in Lacazette last summer for around about fifty million pounds. We sell Oxlade Chamberlain for forty million pounds. We just sold Theo Walcott for around twenty million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> when you sort of figure it out like that, we've we've not actually spent massive amounts of money, which means there's there's, there's surely the money's there to to be spent on Aubameyang. Yeah. My question, probably at this point, though, would be. Is that the idea? Is that the part of the pitch where we, where Arsenal needs to strengthen? Mm-hmm. It's, it's never been a problem of scoring goals for Arsenal. It's always been the other side of the pitch, which yeah. leads yeah. us on to some other rumours. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, it does. Uh, Johnny Evans is the <laughs> one that is. I mean, oh, it's a big sigh around them. It's like Johnny Evans. <laughs> oh no, Johnny Evans. Um, Johnny Evans has been linked with like, kind of like all the big clubs now. Yeah. Obviously, uh, United were linked with him you know, to go back there. Uh, then Man City came in, and now it's looking like Arsenal is probably um, the destination for him. I mean, just quickly, from, from a betting perspective, Alex, um, uh, John, Johnny Evans, do you, the bookies see that? Do they see it as Arsenal is going, going to be? So, so a couple of weeks ago, we made City pretty clear odds-on favourites, around about 1-4, to 1-5 to five mark to, to sign Evans, and Arsenal were around about 3-1, to 4-1 to one at that point. They've since swapped in the market. Arsenal have leapfrogged uh, City into 2-5 to five favourites. City, having been linked with a couple of other defenders, European defenders, and uh, are out to seven to one now uh, to sign Johnny Evans. So it looks like if he's going to go anywhere, it's going to be going to be Arsenal. Yeah, are you? Uh, any kind of excitement about Johnny Evans? I mean, I, I don't know whether this is just me, my own personal opinion. I, I, I'm, I've, I've said it on this podcast, but I'm baffled by this sudden like excitement around Johnny Evans. I always going to be this great football of these top teams and I, I personally don't don't see it but I mean do, do you maybe see it differently? I think the problem that Johnny Evans has got is is that His name's Johnny Evans His name is Johnny Evans I, I, I think that's what it is I think if if it's a European centre half who seems like they've got a bit more about them all of a sudden it seems exciting but yes. because it's Johnny Evans and I think it doesn't help that he's playing for West Brom at the moment I think yeah. arguably West Brom's best defender by a country mile Let's not forget, he's won a couple of Premier League trophies as well. So, I mean, credit where credit's due. He, look, he's, you're not ever going to get excited about a Johnny Evans signing, unless you're a West Brom fan a couple of years ago, I suppose. But yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd be quite happy with that. It would certainly be an improvement, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah he would. I, I, I think you look around, you look around the Premier League generally, and there's not that many great centre backs. So, to have someone who you know, he knows the division inside out. He's he's been in it for for many years now. He's obviously won it, as you say. Um, he's just dependable, and he's and he's someone who, yeah, you're right. He's not going to set the world alight. He's not going to be, you know, there's not going to be a big hashtag welcome Johnny Arsenal social media glory playing over piano. it or whatever playing the piano <laughs> or whatever it is yeah, that, that'd you know. be brilliant if they, yeah. they, they could do like the Motherwell kind of skit when they were announcing Johnny <laughs> Evans that'd but, he's, but, but you know you look, you look at Arsenal is he, is he better than Rob Holding yeah he is is he better than Chambers of course he is so so he just comes in and he and, and he sits there and he, and he does a reliable job and yeah. alright it's not exciting it's not sexy but it's, it's yeah. something that Arsenal do, could do with is it, is it maybe a case for Arsenal? Obviously, if they're clearly willing to spend a bit more money, as the Aubameyang situation seems to suggest they are. Uh, obviously, they spent decent in the summer on Lacazette and, and co. Um, if Arsenal are going to get a centre back, given that that's the area where they've really needed to improve for a while, shouldn't they be going in and getting a big name as opposed to a, a who, Johnny Evans? Who, who though? I mean, who, who you get? I mean, you look at you know the obviously the one the big one that moved in in this window was was, was Van Dijk and. And everyone jumped on that fee as, as as an example of of the whole idea of of all these fees going mad. But but again, Liverpool saw that as an opportunity to to strengthen a, an area that they badly needed to. Um, and I think what what's left in terms of in terms of names, you know, I mean, Arsenal could bring in a centre back from abroad, but they might not settle. Um, they're going to need probably another one in the summer because obviously Mertesacker will be will be on his way out. And as I said I, I don't think uh, Holding or, or Chambers are good enough. So. Um, I, I think they get him in for the rest of the season. They bed him down, and then they perhaps look to look for someone else in the summer. Fair enough. I do, I do think yeah, it's often been the case, certainly with Arsenal, that they have opted to bring in relatively unknown players or players inexperienced with the Premier League. So it would be them taking a different approach, which which might help them. I mean, let's be honest. Over the last few years, any defensive arrivals for Arsenal have hardly set the set the world alight so why not bring someone in who knows the division yeah, I think yeah. the actual idea of it is quite a sensible one it's just that obviously at the moment with all the transfer fees that's what makes it a bit daft because they are going to have to pay a big fee for him yeah. um, and everyone will go the world's gone mad they've paid X amount for Johnny Evans who can't even play the piano so yeah. um, <laughs> you know. yeah. is that um, how we're judging players <laughs> um, Manchester City are going to be spending big on a centre half it seems like anyway um, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it. Is it Emerick Laporte? Laporte? Uh, yeah, that'll do. Laporte yeah. or Laporte? Or, I don't know. I probably should have researched this before he came <laughs> in and started recording. But, it's, about but, six, it's about six different players, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with... The uh, lad from Bilbao. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with... Yeah. La, I'm gonna, I'll go with Laporte. Laporte okay. sounds right. Yeah. Um, Emerick Laporte. There we go. Uh, it seems, like, it seems like City are going to be spending £57 million pounds on him. Um Bit of an unknown quantity to us. I mean, unless we've you know we've watched you know a bit of Spanish football. I know I've watched Bilbao every now and again, but yeah. I can't say I know enough about him. But um, does this maybe spell the end for Vincent Company at City? Um, kind of with his injury problems. The long, the long goodbye of Vincent Company. Um, it's been it's kind of been long and drawn maybe out, it does. It? Yeah, it, it it probably does. It's 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 probably ticking to ticking to the end for him. It's unfortunately. Um, in terms of the other defenders they've got there, I think Otamendi's had a really fantastic season. Um, John Stones, as we know, has a, a rick in him now and again. The Liverpool game probably be an example of that. Um, Laporte, I've, I've seen a bit of him. He's he's, he's been highly rated for for a while. Um, it's on the on the radar with uh, with France as well, um, and maybe signing him this month makes sense because 
he's not going to have much pressure on him, is he? He's going to come into a to a team that's going to win the league, um, and so he's got six months to bed in and then kick on hopefully next year. Okay. Um, yeah, so he's, he's he's been a name that's been on the radar of a lot of the big clubs for a while. Barcelona were very strongly linked with him, yeah. um, and obviously Barcelona now have the former manager of Bilbao in uh, Valverde. And I saw a quote from him saying he almost he didn't want to sign him because he's, he said he's great, but he didn't want to sign him because he because he almost feel bad for Bilbao for taking yeah, him away yeah, from yeah. them because Bilbao is a very obviously strong uh, identity there. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's a chance for Manchester City to to come in and, and and take him, and I think he'd be a good addition. Yeah, it's um it's interesting with Laporte because um, uh, obviously City tried to sign him last summer, and the terms were agreed. Yeah. Everything was pretty much signed, and Laporte just kind of turned around and went. Actually, I'm, I'm turning I, I, it out. I think that's a lot to do with the with the Bilbao thing. There's uh, there's such a strong strong culture and strong yeah. identity there, and it'll be a wrench for him to leave. Um, but yeah, he does seem to be a classic sort of name player who who doesn't make a move. Like it, it'll be linked with it'll be linked with teams and never go. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether this is the right time, I guess yeah. I guess City needs to cough up for. Yeah. for that I, to I think Bilbao have had a few of them. The, the players who yeah look like you know, I think Inaki Williams mm. was linked with people for um, a long long time. But no, it's. Uh, Kind of city's big moves. Sanchez was meant to be the big move, and then uh, obviously, yeah. I think because if it's one thing that Manchester City need, it's another fifty million pound plus signing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, especially so. defenders. They uh, every, every signing they make seems to be a fifty million pound defender. I mean, the, uh, we we laugh, but I mean, you can clearly see that Guardiola is is trying to strengthen that that back line and and the goalkeeper, which he did in the summer. But and I know they spent a lot on defenders in uh, last summer, but not in a central defensive position and I think that's still an area that could probably be exploited I was surprised that they didn't make a stronger move for Van Dijk in all honesty yeah, and competed with, with Liverpool for that um, but yeah it, it's one that makes sense and again we kind of have to put the price tag to one side now these days and so yeah. bringing someone in is a probably well it's going to be a lot more reliable than a Mangala is probably going to start over Otamendi or, or Stones or alongside both I think it yeah. could be a good move I completely forgot Mangala was there until he just said his name then. <laughs> uh, he was there he? and that, that was 40 odd million wasn't it as well I can't remember um, I went to a Champions League semi quarterfinal sorry a couple of years back Man City versus PSG and Slatan was leading the line for PSG and Mangala man marked him Slatan in his pocket all game Mangala was brilliant I, <laughs> but I think it's the one game where I, I it's count, the one time where I I'll count it out by saying I went to a game against Liverpool he scored an own goal and was terrible <laughs> so yeah he's, he's still very much there yeah yeah I forgot I mean, yeah. He, he delivered when it mattered in mm. the one game and he's not gonna, he's not, <laughs> as, far as, as far as I see he's not going to get any more chances to, uh, uh, to do that um, kind of keeping on Manchester City a former Manchester City striker is linked with the Premier League, uh, Edin Dzeko. Um, he is linked with Chelsea, and it very much seems like that deal could go through mm. before the before the end of the window. Chelsea, we'll start with them. I mean, because they've gone on this weird little magical tour oh, of be great. every I loved it. six foot three. <laughs> I was waiting for a call. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, just like striker, because and. I don't know. For some reason, they've obviously come to the right conclusion here because Edin Dzeko is better than all the yes. players they've been linked yeah. with. But um, even Ashley Barnes, yeah, yeah. even Ashley Barnes. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, Ashley. <laughs> um, but I mean, why why did it take him so long to to decide? Oh yeah, he's quite good. Um, yeah, well, yeah, everyone, everyone knows Edin Dzeko's quite good, don't they? Um, whether or not it was just it was a bit of brinksmanship with with the agent. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine there's the, if if they wanted Dzeko for a while then then they would have made contact with that and maybe you know they put stories out about interest in Andy Carroll and Christian Benteke and 
Peter Crouch, Alex, you know, all, all, <laughs> these, all, all, all these people, all these players, um, and maybe it's just designed to, to push things along with, with, with Jekko's agent and his people. Um, I think he'd be a really good signing, actually. I, I think he'd be um, kind of what they need because Morata looks a little bit beaten and battered and bruised up there, doesn't he, sometimes? And, yeah. and Batshuayi obviously doesn't have the confidence of, um, of the manager. So if you can bring in someone who knows the Premier League and who... You know, can stand up there, be a strong force. I mean, Man City, as you know, you know the fans there really, really liked Jacko, didn't they? He was, um, he was, he was a really good player for them over over a while, and he just kind of always, he, he kind of fell foul of the fact that Man City wanted to sign big names, didn't he? And yeah. um, he, you know, if you just looked at the job he did for them over many years, it was like five, five years, maybe something like yeah, that, six it was years, four, um, maybe five. Yeah, it might be equalizer uh, in there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, got, he's just got a lot of very kind of when City needed a goal, needed a big goal. Yeah, he always seems to look like. No, I, I, I like always, him. I look back at the the, the six one game against mm. United. He mm. came off the bench on eighty minutes. Yeah, at three nil, or it might have just been three one at that point, and he still got two. Yeah, like, even there, like just the. And you look at what he's done at Roma as well. He's he's, he's gone there and he's been scoring goals. Kind of. Um, a similar story to to Salah at Liverpool, who who goes to Roma and um, progresses his game there, takes it on, and then comes back to the Premier League. Jack was obviously a bit older, and his game is a bit more developed. I doubt he's going to improve much, but he's he's gonna he's going to add uh, if he goes. I think he probably will. He's he's going to add something to Chelsea that that they needed. I yeah. think I think what may have prolonged this one. I think there was an impression at one point that what Chelsea were after was more. I think it was clear that Batshuayi is going to be moving on, uh, maybe a loan deal or. A, permanent deal away which would mean that they would need a backup striker as opposed to a new number nine given yeah. that they just spent how much on Morata yeah. hence why we saw the likes of Carroll, Barnes, Venteke, yeah. me being linked with a linked with a move to Stamford Bridge and probably why we didn't see Dzeko being thrown in amongst yeah. amongst that list and I think this may be changed a little now and it's looking a lot more realistic. I think at the moment we are around about one to eight. We're probably quite close to suspending betting on on Jekko yeah. moving, given how things are moving quite fast between Chelsea and Roma. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Emerson Palmieri also linked with Chelsea yeah. from Roma. I'll be honest. I know absolutely nothing about him. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to lie about that one. Um, I know the, what I've been slightly writing about this week, and that he um, he obviously plays on the left hand side, and I think he'd come in as a Competition slash, um, you know, kind of allow him to rest for uh, for Marcus Alonso, who who is someone who kind of goes under the radar, but he you know he he plays a lot of games for Chelsea. He's pretty yeah. pretty much on the pitch the whole time, um, and he's quite you know sort of supreme athlete. But he probably needs a rest because um, and I imagine coming into the last stage of the season, Champions League kicks in. He could you know come into a to to, to a game in the league to to have, have a bit of rest for uh, for Alonso. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a safe bet again from Conte looking to to Italy to to bring in. A player from from Roma, um, and yeah, probably good uh, backup for for Alonso. I think Alonso's been one of Chelsea's best players since he's since he's probably arrived. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember so, really doubting Alonso when he very mm. first came because he obviously had spells at Sunderland and Bolton, Bolton yeah. um, obviously in the UK, and then he went to Fiorentina. Yeah. And I don't know what he did over there. Obviously, this whole thing of like going to Roma, like we said, but mm. he went out to Italy and obviously clearly. It'd be annoying if it happens though, because. Uh, Alonso's like in everyone's fantasy football teams, and <laughs> and and if Palmieri comes in, you're not going to be sure if he's going to play every week. So I, I, so I, I'd I, advise I, Antonio to not be doing that one. Well. I, I I feel that pain. Call <laughs> it off, Antonio, <laughs> uh, for the sake of my fantasy football team. Um, we'll turn to Liverpool now. Um, 
Thomas Lamar is the big name that is kind of linked with Liverpool, but he's also kind of linked with Arsenal and it's kind of linked with everybody yeah. in the Lamar. It's just whatever you can get in a headline, it seems, at the moment. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, but Liverpool seems to be the Not one. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool seems to be the one. Um, Mark, do yeah. you do you want Lamar at Liverpool? Is it is he a good addition for you? He'd be, he'd be a good addition. Um, I would be astounded if it happened in over the next week. I don't think it will. Um, I think it's a summer. It's a summer one, and it's probably one they've been working on for for a while. Obviously, going back to the going back to summer just gone. Um, he looks to be perhaps a little bit more of a midfielder than a than a forward. So, if you think if you think this is the the Coutinho replacement, then. Um, I don't think it's going to be like for like. I think I think Coutinho was is quite a unique player anyway. But but Lamar I think will 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 play perhaps in that midfield three and then can push into the front three as as Coutinho did. But he would do it I think in a in a more conventional kind of midfield way. Um, he's quick. He's strong. He's he's um, he's got you know he, he gets goals. He, he gets on the end of things and um, he is someone who you could imagine working at Liverpool because there is a there is a a a spot for someone there now, I think. Yeah. And arguably, they probably should be doing something over the next week, but I don't think they will. But um, in terms of looking long-term and looking basically looking to the summer, um, if they can get the deal done, then I think it would be a good one for all, all concerned. Yeah. Fair um, Thomas Lamar, is, um, I mean, is there any value in maybe seeing him, him, him arrive this, this month? I mean, depending on what you think Jonesy just said then a four to one for him to join Liverpool this month there could be some some value in that I mean the, the question you've got maybe for that move it, it, it kind of strikes us as one of those players who for the next three or four years is going to be linked with Liverpool and Arsenal um, mm. I think he was kind of I think both clubs were maybe outpriced in the summer Arsenal were pretty close to making a, a move until I think they were quoted something Around sixty million springs to mind, which which seems a lot. But given what Liverpool have just done with Van Dijk, they might go and do the same for Lamar and and spend that money in the summer. Aren't, haven't they got Cater coming? Cater's coming as well. Um, and obviously, yeah, I think I think Liverpool have got a lot smarter with their transfers, uh, being quite noticeable uh, over the last few windows because it was a bit of a shambles before. Um, they obviously there was the Van Dijk issue, which which if anything goes as as, as proof of how much effort they put into the people they actually want. Um, and they're willing to work two, three windows in advance, as, as they did with Cater. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if yeah, the feelers went out for Lamar in the summer. Maybe they're doing it again now. Um, and yet yeah, Klopp um, seems to have brought in this policy that he he will identify the players he wants, and there's absolutely no no shifting on that. Um, whereas in previous years, previous Liverpool managers would identify a player they want and then Mario Balotelli turns up, you know. So, so it, it's 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 this idea of here's the target. We can't get him. Work with what they've got, but keep on trying to get that target. Yeah. Don't you know? Go out and, and splash the, the Luis Suarez money on on Markovic and people like that who who were all very much scattergun approaches. Yeah, uh, Markovic very much seems like he is leaving Liverpool this month. I don't think they can. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they can. No, I think he just stays there. I think he lives at the training ground. Yeah, he, yeah, he lives just, there. He'll pop back in 30 years' time. He's always just, there. Just be yeah. sat there. Whenever, whenever you look at pictures of him training, it's just Markovic just <laughs> in the background. Um, no, he's going He's going somewhere. He's going to Russia, I think. Uh, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, that rings a bell. Spartak yeah. Moscow or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to him. He's probably time for that move. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to mention now quickly Riyad Mahrez. Um, he's not particularly directly linked with anyone, uh, but obviously 
everyone has kind of been linked with him at some point. It's, mm. it's kind of another one like Lamar, who kind of has all these names all, all dotted around. Um, Riyad Mahrez, though, was spotted at the Emirates last night, wasn't he, Jonesy? He was. He was there. Um, he, he, knew, he knew exactly what he was doing, I think. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't doing a Peter Odomingi in the car park, but he... Uh, no, he went and he... Well, the the, the official line is uh, he went along to say hello to his good friend, uh, Angolo Kante, um, who obviously was playing for Chelsea. Quite why he chose... The match when they're playing against the team that's linked with him, I don't know. It's a long way to go. To just exactly. Like yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, you presume you must FaceTime. Be putting your feet up in Leicester, but you decide to go to go to London. Um, Maris is a, is an interesting one because I would like to see some movement on him this this window. I think he's someone he could make a bit of a difference. Just going back to what I said about Liverpool before, I think they could do with someone like him now, who is yeah. just a bit of a maverick and he's just going to come in and and again, you know, Premier League. He, He's, he's, he's used to the Premier League. Um, I think a club like Liverpool, maybe even Tottenham, could benefit from a move for him. Um, Leicester, you know, they're not going to go down. Let's be honest, they're not going to get in the top six. Um, if you know, if they can get good money for him, they, I think they should be looking at it. Um, I'd be. He's a, he's a funny one, Mares, because you just you you kind of it makes no sense that he's still there. You know, I yeah. I, I don't mean I don't mean to obviously just disparage Leicester, but. You just presumed he would have gone after that after that league league title, and then more windows have gone by since, and he's still there. And fair play to him; he's obviously loyal to them. Um, I've just I'm just surprised the club hasn't come in and, and almost you know one of those one of those Coutinho Barcelona moves and just made it impossible for him not to go. Yeah, I mean he if, I mean from my my own perspective, he'd fit in any of the top teams. Like he'd, he'd just fit in Spurs front line. He's, yeah, he'd, he'd probably I mean wouldn't play as often in City because of who they've got, but he'd he'd play in the in the City team and, yeah. and, and look decent and. I, I can't think of any top team that he wouldn't get in. If he was about six inches taller, he could play for Chelsea. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, no. I think uh, having been spotted last night at the, at the Emirates, he is now seven to two to join Arsenal in this transfer window. Which, when you look after Leicester's title-winning campaign, it was almost him and Vardy were were dead certs to join Arsenal. Yeah. Um, Mares. Since I think last season, he, okay, he didn't have the best season last season, but we're seeing Mahrez at his best again this this year. Make no mistake about it. I also heard a stat last weekend that in the last two years, Mahrez has scored and assisted more goals than Felipe Coutinho, oh. which is quite impressive. And I think the question with this is, I don't know how much Mahrez goes for now. Mm. I, I, that's yeah, that's he, the problem. His, his, his value is a bit of a, a tough one to work mm-hmm. out because... Who else said the day, didn't he? 100 million. Um, whether or not that was him just throwing money out there <laughs> yeah. and throwing things I mean, I mean, out there. I mean, on, 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 on the face of it, that, that is like less than demanding 100 million for a player. But it's like when you come up with stats like, like Alex did mm. there about kind of assisting or scoring more goals than Katina, you've yeah. got to go, well, actually... They played in the same league. They played against the same opposition. So, surely, hundred million is and probably the going he's rate. Playing, he's playing quality stuff at the moment. Yeah, I think he would be a good um, addition to, as you say, any any top six side. But at the moment, it looks like if he's to go anywhere, it would be Arsenal. Be Arsenal. Exciting times for you, then maybe. 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 <laughs> It's um, always exciting times in a transfer window, and, and until we get to the day after deadline day, yes, are back <laughs> yeah. down again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just quickly, I uh, say so before we wrap up, kind of all the, the transfer stuff, I, d- I do want to quickly talk about Neymar. Um, now he hasn't been linked to the Premier League, unfortunately. Shame for us. I think mm. it'd be great and entertaining to see 
uh, in the light blue of Manchester City because they're the only team who are realistically <laughs> going to sign him, I think. Uh, sorry, United fans, don't have a go at me as you have been on Twitter all day today. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, It's been good. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been relentless. It's been absolutely <laughs> relentless. Um, Neymar, he, there's things have come out about him regretting his move to Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, he had an incident um, in the last game he played. He's been injured for the last two, a game against... Dijon? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Dijon? Yeah. Dijon? Yeah. Dijon? Yeah. Where, where the mustard comes from. Oh, oh is, yeah, is, is that actually what it's... Yeah. Oh, okay, you learn something new every day. Oh, my girlfriend told me that yesterday, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that, that, that was, you, that was really only, weird. How are you only learning that <laughs> in the past few days? What's wrong with you two? <laughs> they beat Dijon 7-0. And um, there was this incident when Cavani won a penalty, got fouled. But because of his goals early in the game, he was one goal off breaking PSG's all-time record scoring, you know, surpassing Zlatan Ibrahimovic. But Neymar being Neymar said, nah, forget it, I'm having the penalty. I think he'd already scored four or something, <laughs> something ridiculous like that. Uh, Neymar and took the penalty and he ended up getting booed and jeered by the PSG fans who obviously wanted to, to see the moment, you know, for Cavani. Mm. Um, and apparently that's made him like now rethink his decision to to move to PSG, um, which is just, I mean, it's another, it's on obviously Real Madrid circulating, but I mean, yeah. He can't leave already, can he? Two hundred million pounds. Surely, surely he's not going to. He be... can't. He can't leave already. Um, whether whether it'll be in the summer, kind of post World Cup, will be would will be interesting to see. But um, it it's always had that that sort of air of of he goes there for a year or two, and then goes to Real Madrid for me um, because he couldn't have gone from Barcelona to Real Madrid, um, and Real Madrid, as we know, are having a bit of a tough time at the minute. Um, lost in the Copa del Rey uh, out of that now um, Ronaldo is obviously not getting any younger Benzema, Bale are always linked with moves away there does seem to be a, an opportunity there for a bit of a kind of revolution um, and I would not be surprised if he's the man to lead that um, as I say whether or not it's it's this summer coming it's definitely not in the next week don't, don't get excited about that but whether, <laughs> whether or not it's this summer um, perhaps depends on on how things go at the World Cup and what happens with the those aforementioned Real Madrid players, um, but yeah, I I think he'll end up he'll end up at Real Madrid and whether or not this is this has been all what the plan has been all along, um, I don't know. It, it would explain a few things, I guess. I mean, there, there was a report in um, I think it was Sport in the the, the, the Spanish paper um, not long after he moved, saying, "Well, this is the grand plan, you know, to, yeah." He just needed to get out of Barca so he could get to Real Madrid eventually, and it's his father who he's like he's really close with. It's kind of this grand plan to move him there, but um, you, you'd, I mean, you've got to feel bad for PSG if they, they obviously because their like revenue and stuff's gone gone, gone I, through the roof. I don't feel bad for PSG. You <laughs> feel bad for PSG? It's, it's interesting, I think, as well that they brought in Kylian Mbappe last summer as well. Yeah, that would suggest that there is a plan to shift Neymar relatively quickly over to Madrid because they spent a lot of money last summer, mm. and unless they're expecting something to happen in the next. Yeah. year or so as you say you're completely right I mean 10 to 1 says that Neymar joins Real Madrid in the next week <laughs> yeah. although 6 to 5 says he joins in the summer so okay. by the end yeah. of the summer transfer window Neymar is 6 to 5 to be a Real Madrid player perhaps shorter than I than I, than I would have thought then yeah, yeah it's 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 an interesting one I think a lot could happen between now and then I mean you look at Real Madrid's position at the moment clearly something needs changing somewhere mm. there's an argument that I mean, Zidane might not be there in the summer for, yeah. for Neymar to be yeah. playing under 
Real Madrid meet PSG in the Champions yeah, League. That's that could thing, be quite, yeah, quite yeah. exciting. And I think we'll learn a lot more about this move or potential summer move over the coming... coming and Real Madrid months. potentially don't even get in the Champions League next season. They're, they're, they're fourth at the moment, yeah. a point ahead of uh, Villarreal with fifth. Um, yeah. they've, they've, they've just gone off the ball, certainly at home. Uh, they've played 18 games at home this season, only one half of them. So they, they look to be a team who are kind of coming towards the end of, of a cycle. We think about the Champions Leagues they won, you know, obviously a fantastic time in their history uh, when they wait, they kind of waited a long time to win that win that sort of magic 10th one and then yeah. have kicked on and won more. Um, and whether or not this is just the end of that cycle, I think Neymar, as we know, Neymar wants to, wants to end up being the best player in the world and I don't think he does that at PSG yeah. unless, I guess, the, the caveat being if he drags them to win the Champions League, um, which would involve beating Real, obviously, in the next round. Yeah, no. this, this is a problem as an Arsenal fan I will never have to face, although uh, <laughs> so we can be hypothetical here, but a player like Neymar being linked with my club, given what he's done over the last few months for PSG, kind of off the pitch or even on the pitch in, in terms of his sulking, and, mm. is he someone that you're really keen to bring in? You look at the likes of Eden Hazard, yeah. if it was a toss-up for me... Okay, you would say that Neymar is a bigger name, probably, and that's that's a kind of Real Madrid signing. But I would feel as though Hazard would do a lot more for my team um, than Neymar. Neymar would certainly do a lot, but probably I could, more. I could see them both at Real Madrid, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see them kicking on this next um, this next cycle they have. I tell you what, I mean, I'm I'm not expecting it to happen, but little vision I've just had in my head while we've been talking about this is we just spoke about Riyad Mahrez. I'm like, could he? Conceivably, end up at Real Madrid. I'm like, actually, I think he'd he would fit in if they're gonna have this little revolution. Yeah. I think I, th- I, th- I think he's at that level where he, he would fit in. Not not that I think no. that Real Madrid would ever go to Leicester think, to buy a player. Exactly, yeah. He'd be almost as bad I don't as think, buying Thomas I, I don't think you go from Leicester to to Real Madrid. Yeah. PSG um, could be maybe. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Name on. yeah. Um, just quickly to round off the this transfer section, I say uh, we end up talking about transfers for a lot longer than I initially uh, <laughs> in, intended us to. Um, just going to look at the top six clubs and uh, just in this next week, what should they be doing? Very briefly, uh, we'll start at Manchester City at the top. Um, in getting Laporta, is that is that kind of what they needed? Is that the the one deal they need to get over the line? They don't they don't need him, but but um, if that's the one they're doing, then they're better off. As I said before, if they do it now. He's got six months to bed in, and he can kick on again next season. Yeah, I agree. I second that. Anyone that they're planning on bringing in in the summer, why not try and sort out a deal now and yeah. give someone a few months to to settle in? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Manchester United um, again. They've they've had, kind of got their big signing in Sanchez. Um, Seri's the one, isn't he, that they're looking at the, uh, the midfielder who City have been linked with as well. Um, again, there'd be a similar story there for him coming to bed in because the likes of Carrick and that are on the way out. Um, I don't think they'll get anyone else. Though. Yeah, um, Arsenal. We've obviously mentioned with you earlier. Um, we need a whole separate podcast for what Arsenal <laughs> to do in the next few days but, with the transfer window. But would I mean obviously Aubameyang would be nice, but do you maybe see defensively is probably the the more essential? Uh, ideally, yeah. I can't see anyone uh, coming in defensively or in or in that holding midfield position. But that's where I would be strengthening a holding midfielder and uh, a centre half, Johnny Evans. Yeah, uh, Chelsea. And um, I mean. <laughs> What are they need? Because some it's not quite right. Several NBA players. Uh, no, um, <laughs> Chelsea need the striker. It'll be Jacko, I think, and Palmieri will be a good addition. I think if those if those two go through, that's them done. Yeah. I think they just need to head for, aim for top four this season. I think yeah. those two certainly help their cause. Yeah. 
I mean, this is quite good so far. We've got through all these teams. And every, every, every club Carry on, all the way down the league. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> it seems as well, every club has seemed to pretty much be doing what they should be doing, which is good. Because, so, yeah. Which is good. Um, Tottenham, they're not really doing anything at all, which is why no. I said that before I said Tottenham. <laughs> I think <laughs> they're not really... Although Lucas Moore, actually. Mm, from, yeah, from yeah, and I think that's the type of player. It, Tottenham took ages to sign anybody in the summer, didn't they, as well? They had, they had a long time of doing that. Um I'd like to see Spurs get in a, a, a yeah, Lucas Moura type player. Mares, I said, I think would be good for them. Yeah. Uh, Wilfred Zahar is one they're always linked with. Um, I doubt Palace would let him go in January. So whether Tottenham, a bit like I said, Liverpool before, will, will sniff around a few players now with the idea of doing it in, in, in the future. Um, but I think they, they could do with a with a sort of pacey winger. But then you think about some of the players they've brought in in the past, the likes of uh, Nkudu, who's there, who's now gone gone out. On, you know, they... they, they it seems to be a weakness in that position. There was a guy before him as well, wasn't there? Who came, I've forgotten his name now, but um, who it's almost they, they obviously come in as squad players. Spurs are a hard team to buy for because they're obviously they obviously have their first team players. They obviously have Harry Kane, Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen. Yeah, that's their that's their first team. Yeah, building around it and adding the players is, is difficult because if you're a player, you're thinking, well, why would I go there when I'm not sure I'm going to play? Yeah. I, I think Lucas Moura would be the first step where I would consider Spurs. A club that are that are doing serious serious business in the transfer window. They're doing very well in the last few years, but they haven't made a, a marquee signing. I th- I'm not yeah. saying he's completely marquee, but I would say yeah. that he would be step one in them. A bigger name than maybe what they yeah. would have previously Absolutely. bought. I think you look last year they brought in Sissoko for thirty million pounds. Yeah. You know, yeah. to step up from that. Um, and G was one I was trying to remember. Clinton, Clinton and G. Yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah, exactly, him. exactly. <laughs> so it would it would be a statement signing for them. Yeah, um, I'd say finally with Liverpool, anything that Liverpool need, or with Van Dijk arriving, is I think Liverpool need another another, another uh, addition, sort of in that Coutinho mould. I don't think it'll happen though. Um, I just think it'd be nice to see them kind of think outside the box a little bit and, and make maybe a loan move or something like that. But I doubt it'll happen. Yeah. I would again, it's not going to happen this uh, this this during this window. But I would like to see them bring in a, a new goalkeeper. I, yeah, I, th- I don't think Van Dijk's arrival in itself sorts out all of their problems. I think I think, I think the goalkeeper one is is the summer's main project. Goalkeeper, um, yeah. by the sounds of it, would be a good one. I think yeah. he's been linked with a move away. We I saw last week Donnarumma was four to one to join Liverpool <laughs> to make Liverpool his yeah. next club. Yeah. Okay, that would be a statement. That would, yeah, uh, that, that, that would be a huge statement. <laughs> there are the two that I think they're really looking at is is Oblak at, at Atletico Madrid and Alisson, the Roma goalkeeper. Yeah. And both of them would be huge, huge upgrades. But I think it's a summer project. And I think, for better or worse, he's going he's gonna to stick with, with Carriers now for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, nobody's really convinced with him. But yeah. uh, but it's, it's a chance for him, perhaps, to, to prove... I, I, I think Mignolet will be on the way out, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think um, I think Mignolet has said he's, he's assessing his future at the moment. After, yeah. after being dropped a few weeks ago, yeah. he was like, well, he, 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 could be some, he could be on the way out. This week, he would be surprised if he, if he knows he's yeah. not going to play. There's yeah. uh, uh, Danny Ward there, the work who uh, played for Huddersfield last decent. season, yeah, yeah. Um, could be the, the number two. Yeah, right, cool. That will do us for the transfer section. I was going to say the first half of this podcast, <laughs> we've gone on for 38 and a half minutes on transfers, <laughs> so uh, it's going to be way more than half because we're going to have to fly through the absolute rest of it now um, due to time. Um, we were going to speak about um, kind of Phil Neville and, and that situation. Um, we'll I mean, we'll keep this very, very brief because we are flying through. But um, he's been appointed the England women's manager. Um, there's obviously been a lot of controversial mm. uh, controversy around it because a lot of old tweets have been dug up. 
that seems to be happen when anybody gets a new job or does something or gets themselves with the news these, these days. So uh, I'm never leaving my job because I don't want people to think <laughs> on my old tweets. Um, not that I have anything on there. But Everyone's going to be just, scrolling just, 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 yeah. just, just putting it out there. Um, but um, yeah, he's um, he's now looking ahead to his first games in March. Mm. Um, the FA have kind of backed him. They said no wrong doing. We're happy. Um, but it's it's a bit of a touchy situation, wasn't it? It's 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 a bit of a um, a lesson that he's, he's learned. Hopefully, um, you know, someone in the in the public eye as he is. And yeah, we're talking about tweets from what is it five, six, seven years yeah, ago? Twenty twelve, I think. But is about what they everyone were. still knows if Phil Neville is then. And it's, there's there's whether or not you know those those tweets were probably sent at, at a time when Twitter isn't the thing it is now. Um, isn't you know. I know more than anyone in this job making stories out of out of tweets and things like that that people say. Um, it's whether or not he, I, you know, I'm sure he's he's not he's not someone who who believes in some of the things he was saying. Um, some of the people who talk about him, you know, say he's a nice guy, he's a good guy, and all that sort of stuff. He's he's just been a silly boy basically, and uh, I hope he learns from it, and I hope that other people learn from it as well because it's it's not acceptable saying stuff like that. And um, hopefully, uh, as I say, he does a good job. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of not sure about his credentials for the job in itself, to be yeah, honest with you. I agree, but, I agree with that. Um, you know, I think hopefully he can move on from this and, and does well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we, we were offering five to four on Phil Neville leaving his post or being sacked before the end of 2018, which isn't yeah. great for a manager. Who <laughs> no, it's, it's, not good it's, not, it's not good when your odds are that short or, <laughs> already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you've even <laughs> you put, put your, your stuff on the desk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just I just think it, it, just, it wasn't funny. It wasn't no. funny either. Like, yeah. it, was a, it was a silly thing to do, but it's... I think trying to pass it off as a as a joke, the five to four is probably because it just wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it just wasn't a funny thing to. Yeah. So I didn't get it. It's. It, I also, I know we only really want to touch on this, but was anything brought out when he sent those tweets out five years ago? Was it was it mentioned anywhere? Was it picked? I up? I don't think it was because, as I say, I think I think Twitter. Uh, it's 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 easy to easy to uh, overlook the fact that you know how how things have grown in in a very short space of time, um, and you know whereas. Twitter and social media, what is it, five, six years ago, was seen as very much your thing. You know, you, people tend to forget that you're, you're broadcasting publicly. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, he, he wasn't being funny, he was being stupid, to be honest. And um, he, it, it, it's right that he gets a ticking off about it, it's right that he's that it's been brought up. Um, but thankfully, um, I, I, I wouldn't like to see him sacked over it, to be honest. But, and good um, luck yeah. to him as well. Good, good. I think there's a lot of pressure and eyebrows have been raised about his appointment so I hope he not just for England women's sake but for his sake I just hope he goes mm. and proves himself yeah. at that level yeah no, I agree with that um, completely now this weekend it is the FA Cup mm. it is back once again uh, it's the fourth round this time um, I'll, say, I'll, I'll run you through quickly the, the TV ties so the ones that you'll be able to watch on TV uh we start Friday night with Yeovil versus Manchester United, where we've had it confirmed by Jose Mourinho that Alexis Sanchez is in the squad and could make his debut. Um, a weird little... I mean, for such a monumental transfer, like, he ends up making his <laughs> debut at, at, yeah. at Hewish Park. And obviously, <laughs> Playing you know, the piano in the centre circle. <laughs> he must be scratching his head at the FA Cup, thinking, I played at Sutton United last year, and yeah. then two games later I was against Manchester City. Now I'm at Yeovil. What's, what's going <laughs> yeah. on? Yeah. I mean, he's, I, won, I, he's won it a few times, hasn't he? He won it with Arsenal three times. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the things with Sanchez twice, though, twice is, is that he, um, he he proper looks like he just wants to play. 
Yeah. It doesn't look like he, he shirks at kind of going to the, these these locations and and Hewish Park will be tight. So it's a real kind of tight ground. Yeah. It's not that big, but it'll be uh, it'll be different. But he'll it, just want to prove himself. So I'll claim to fame. I passed the ball to Alexis Sanchez five about ten minutes before kick off. Sutton United Arsenal. Oh really? <laughs> I was on the pitch. You you were near the sidelines. You were the mascot. Oh no no no. Have a go. Walk out holding hand as well. But he's ten to eleven to score to, on, his, on his debut against Yeovil. United to win one to seven. There could be some value in that. He's going to play in that game, surely. Mm. So you would yeah. expect on paper United to smash that game and therefore Sanchez to score. So yeah. 10 to 11 is probably the best bet for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, then going on to Saturday afternoon, we have Peterborough versus Leicester, which I mean, isn't there? Uh, well, it's not a particularly exciting game. I mean, the potential right. of an upset. Um, I think it'll be alright. I, I think Leicester are one of the sides who. I feel like we've been really harsh on Leicester in this podcast, so I'm, I'm going to be. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a bit more maybe, positive for them. Maybe. I think they're a, a side who, if they take the FA Cup seriously, they can have a good run in it. Um, obviously, we all know what they did a couple of years ago in the league, and this wouldn't wouldn't be as special as that. But it would it would be nice for them, and um, I think they'll get through. But it'll be a tough one. Yeah. I think Leicester are one of several teams this weekend. Uh, not. Yeah, several teams this weekend who look uh, Premier League sides who look good value to win. I think Leicester are around about eight to thirteen to mm. beat Peterborough because they're away from home. I think yeah. that's good value. Um, I think you look Huddersfield a good value against Birmingham. Uh, West Ham are two to one to beat Wigan. There's, there's a lot of value to be yeah, had, and yeah. these are all sides who a good cup run would make up for mm. a pretty poor Premier League campaign. So yeah. it, I'm I'm having a Premier League treble this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. Um, also, TV say when we got past the three PM games, of which I will, I will run through. In fact, yeah, let's do it now. Let's just quickly run through the three PM games. Don't comment on them because <laughs> there's way too many, and I don't really know too much uh, about going into Millwall versus Rochdale. So, uh, but yeah, Huddersfield versus Birmingham, Hull City versus Nottingham Forest, Middlesbrough versus Brighton, Millwall versus Rochdale, Milkton Keynes Dons versus Coventry, Notts County versus Swansea, Sheffield United versus Preston, Southampton versus Watford. Wigan versus West Ham United. Um, there's your 3pm games. Then when they're done, on the box is Newport versus Tottenham. And uh, what an upset that would be if oh, Newport could do it. That would be great, yeah. Uh, I watched the game against um, Leeds. Yeah. Um, the, kind of in, the, in the last round, and Ooh. Newport were good, and, but the pitch is dodgy there. That's, that's what I was just thinking, you know, half past five on a, on a, on a cold Saturday under the lights at Rodney Parade. Um, I think that'd be a great tie, and I hope Spurs take it seriously. Um, I think they will because if they don't take it seriously then you know yeah, talking about Sanchez at, at, at Yeovil there'll be a few players who are uh, in for a bit of a shock at Newport <laughs> yeah. I think they, they will you look at the team that Spurs put out in the last round uh, a lot of big names played yeah, and, and again goals, given how far off the pace they are in the Premier League mm. it's suddenly a good trophy for for anyone still in the competition in, in that top the only, the only top thing top. being that they play Manchester United in, in, in the league in midweek so they might um, might have a slight eye on that one. Well, Newport, yeah. Newport are eighteen to one <laughs> to beat Spurs, and as you say, there's tempted. that yeah. pitch is going to favour Newport a lot more than it will favour favour Tottenham. Yeah. It's 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 fortunate for them. Granted, they would probably love to play at Wembley. Well, of course they would, mm. but but in terms of progressing, this is probably their best chance. Uh, make it a physical yeah. game with a few of these Spurs players who uh, might not be up for it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, 
Liverpool versus West Brom is Saturday, 7.45pm. This is a a new thing for England. I'm going to it. I'm going. So uh, I'm intrigued as to how that fits into a a day in terms of like your football. You know, you're used to your Saturday, 3pm or your 5.30. Your Saturday, 7.45. Kind of sat twiddling your thumbs all that. Is there enough drinking time available? (laughs) I think there probably will be. I will report back to you. Yeah, okay. I I expect a very drunken text message from you about about half five saying, yes, plenty of time. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In terms of the game, if I'm not drunk, I think I'll be watching a game that uh, Liverpool really need to win. To be honest, um, after the, after the Swansea uh, the Swansea result, um, Arsene Wenger brought it up this week, and he made a really good point where he where he spoke about how Liverpool. He said Liverpool and Tottenham. I think he meant more Liverpool. Um, don't get the criticism that Arsenal do. You know, through through kind of the fact that they haven't won trophies and things like that. And whereas Arsenal have won several FA Cups recently. Liverpool have only won one trophy since the, the Stephen Gerrard FA Cup in, in 2006 um, and they really need to start putting them putting them on the on the, uh, on the uh, in, in the cabinet sorry yeah. um, so I think that Liverpool are under pressure to win this game I think it'll go really strong um, and West Brom got a, got a draw there in the league uh, about a month ago so um, yeah. it will be an intriguing one um, and I'd imagine they'll set up the same again um, so Liverpool are going to have to break them down which they're not very good at doing when teams, when teams sit there do, yeah. do you see Klopp fielding a strong enough side in this? This isn't a, normally a competition that he... Um, I think he will I think he obviously the, there were circumstances around the, the previous round because it was Everton he, he had to go fairly strong um, I think he will go as strong as he can there might be the odd one here and there, maybe a chance for. I mean, there's actually been talk of it that, that Storage could, could be involved um, in what could potentially be a be a final game for him. He, he, um, he's, he's going to be named in the squad. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and I, he he's. I mean, you know, he he would like, I'm sure, to to sign off if he is going to leave with the with a goal or two. Um, I think he'll go strong, um, and I think Liverpool should just have enough. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, Chelsea versus Newcastle United, and then that will be followed by. Cardiff versus Manchester City. Um, do we see an upset? Cardiff? Will we'll, we'll, Guardiola will rotate, does that? Because he did in yeah. the Carabao Cup. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not particularly affected City. Cardiff, now, are, but... very, um, Cardiff are very robust, aren't they? And very, uh, very Neil Warnock. Um, yeah. I think they'll approach it in a different way to the one that Bristol City did, where, where they Bristol City took the game to them and, and were excellent, I thought, in, in, in both of those Carabao Cup ties. I don't think Cardiff will play that way. I think Cardiff will... will um, what was it uh, Klopp came up with a quote didn't he, after Liverpool beat City where he said the teams who play City you can just stand on the edge of your penalty area and hope to win the lottery which is essentially just stand there and then one of Man City's great players will do something <laughs> or you do what Liverpool did what, what Bristol City did and have yeah. a go at them um, I, don't, I think Cardiff will, will opt for the lottery approach to be honest with you yeah, almost definitely I mean, any value in Cardiff? I mean they're 9-1 to one to win if you know a home side FA Cup could, could be some value in that I I would lean more towards from a betting perspective. I like the look of both teams to score. It's it's a shade mm. of odds on. I can't see Cardiff winning this. I think City are going for the quadruple now, having lost the uh, p- potential unbeaten Premier League season. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't see City losing this one. But yeah. Cardiff to at least get a goal yeah. at home. Give them a scare, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe give yeah. them a scare. And, I mean, Bristol City have shown twice that. City, are capable. you can you can score against City. It's just a matter of how many you concede, and I think yeah. that'll be it'll be another example of that this weekend. Absolutely. Um, just before we go, Alex, a little early on when we spoke earlier today, you gave me a little uh, a little fourfold um, that you thought was was good value. So we'll uh, we'll have this as our kind of mirror football tip of the 
tip of the the weekend, uh, courtesy of well, one of Ladbrook's very own employees. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, what do you have for us? So, sticking to my Premier League theory this weekend, I think a lot of teams are going to go for the FA Cup. It's 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 huge. The potential to go on a massive run and. Four sides, I think, have been gifted decent ties. Granted, a couple of them are away from home, but Leicester to beat Peterborough, Huddersfield to beat Birmingham, Swansea to beat Notts County, and West Ham to beat Wigan. West Ham to beat Wigan is 2-1 to one on its own. 15-1, <laughs> to one, that Acker is. Uh, that's my bet for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. No. It looks a pretty solid uh, accumulator, I say. You can all uh, thank Alex uh, on Twitter <laughs> um, when uh, when that comes in and you're all uh... if they're not abusing you on Twitter <laughs> if, yeah, if, 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 if they've stopped abusing me on Twitter yeah. by then I've not checked my phone in an hour so oh, um, I'm, uh, yeah so I mean I'm looking forward to seeing that again um, <laughs> when when we're done and, and and done is unfortunately what we are this week um, thank you once again for listening to the Mirror Football Podcast uh, if you don't already make sure you subscribe uh, we're available on iTunes Audio Boom and Spotify and if you caught on any of those uh, applications, give us a nice five-star rating. Uh, it would be very, very much appreciated. Uh, but until next time, uh, enjoy the weekend's action, and uh, it's goodbye from us. <laughs> <laughs>